This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.51 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana and Keith. We are turning our attention now to developments on China's economy. In the National People's Congress that began on Sunday, the world's second largest economy has set the country's lowest GDP growth target in decades at 5% for 2023. And this really highlights uncertain global challenges that China faces despite uh, this sudden decision to abandon the zero-COVID policy last month, yeah, last and, couple months. And with uh, unemployment remaining high, especially amongst the youth. The government set a goal of 5.5% unemployment rate for people in cities with the creation of around 12 million new urban jobs. And that's more than last year's target of over 11 million. So what are the other important announcements from the two sessions meeting? And has China given itself easy economic homework? For some insights, we speak to Lance Noble, Head of China Reality Research at CLSA. Good morning, Lance. Thanks very much for joining us. Now, what do you make of these targets coming out of the two sessions meeting? 5% GDP growth for 2023. Do you think China deliberately set the bar low? Well, after uh, missing the target last year, uh, no one would be happy if uh, that were to happen again. And absolutely, as they've highlighted, there's still a risk of a bounce back in COVID cases later this year. Uh, We can't rule that out. Uh, So for those reasons, uh, a lower target makes sense. And uh, there is, of course, a focus on higher quality growth, not having massive stimulus for the sake of uh, hitting a target. So for those reasons, uh, lower targets uh, have a a good logic to them for this year, yes. So Lance, what are your GDP expectations for 2023 and what do you think the long-term growth rate will be for China? Well, I mean, they've said around 5% for this year. So of course, uh, the question is what counts as around? You could get 4.8 or 5.2, that that all is around. And uh, easily, I think, gives us an indication that there's not going to be a big push in stimulus to get higher. So I would not expect... Uh, much beyond, let's say, 5.2, especially with the export story uh, still challenging. Longer term, it really comes down to what sort of reforms do we see to the economy? uh, Because, of course, uh, the total factor of productivity has been weak in recent years in in terms of uh, productivity. So if we see larger uh, reforms, China's growth potential could still easily be 4.5%, 5%. If we don't see those sort of more ambitious reforms, Three, three and a half, four percent is something we should take very seriously. In your view, what was missing from the two sessions meeting that the market and economy would have liked to see? So my big question is, what else will we see to support employment? And will we get any more concrete statements, concrete actions supporting the private sector? Because, of course, uh, in December, uh, January and February, uh, and now March, we've seen positive statements about the importance of the private sector. But in terms of how this will work in practice to give further uh, support, it's a question mark. And creating uh, around 12 million jobs, that is definitely ambitious in light of sentiment from uh, the private sector. And so far, the announcements we've had from the two sessions don't give us uh, a lot of clarity on, on how that's going to work. It's been more incremental. What is your sense in terms of the order of priorities for the Chinese government? 
Priority number one is always stability and uh, ensuring that the political system is stable and, and unchallenged. So absolutely, in a situation where you have a high youth unemployment rate uh, and other major uh, economic uh, challenges, in order to ensure that stability uh, in society and the political system that is, is so important, uh, to the leadership, uh, absolutely that comes into focus and is the core driver of uh, incremental reforms or, or any ambitious reforms that we end up seeing as a result. Was anything significant mentioned in terms of regulatory oversight and the impact on the digital economy and technology? Only really one sentence. So there's talk of actively supporting uh, the digital economy, uh, increasing regulatory oversight and ensuring the healthy uh, development of the uh, platform economy. And that's basically perfectly in line with the plan we had, uh, let's say, a week and a half ago on developing the digital economy. I would say really uh, the fact that there's little news is good news for the sector. Of course, we know regulation will continue to evolve as the sector and business model and technology evolves. That's not surprising. We saw that with video games uh, as well. Uh, But the fact that there's not a ton of indications of something beyond that, I would say, is positive for the sector. Uh, China uh, reopened after all this COVID lockdowns on January 8th and their consumer market hasn't rebounded to pre-pandemic levels as yet. Are there any initiatives being rolled out by policymakers that could show more support for domestic demand, you think? Well, there was this plan uh, that came out in December that covers the next 15 years on consumer demand. And if we look in some of the provincial government work reports, there is a bunch of language on you know ensuring people will dare to spend and feel comfortable spending. That's all positive. Of course, when you have a 15-year plan, it doesn't necessarily focus you on this year. Uh, so far, from the two sessions with the government work report, there's talk of uh, continuing the tax exemption for NEVs and uh, supporting uh, spending on big ticket items. Uh, The details are are very limited, uh, but uh, hopefully we'll get some more on on how that's going to work. Uh, So far, uh, we we don't have a lot of detail beyond that. So we've seen very little news in the media on COVID-19 disruptions for China businesses as of late. Um, What's the situation on the ground now? Well, I would say things do seem very normal. Of course, China is just so big, uh, so it's it's hard to comment on everywhere. And of course, last month, there was a couple of schools in Hangzhou where there was a little flare-up of cases. But in terms of supply chains operating normally, uh, this is all basically uh, back to, to regular uh, working times. Uh, the issue, of course, is that in the coastal areas that are so reliant on migrant workers from other parts of the country, uh, you've had more people who've gone back to their hometown, gone back to uh, somewhere else and decided not to return to Guangdong or, or places like that. And therefore, some of the factories have a, a real challenge in terms of hiring people because the, the labor force is not as... Uh, as abundant as it was before. Lance, let's talk about China's real estate market, which has slumped in the last two years. Uh, In 2022, it it shrunk by 5.1%. Is this crisis over yet? Have buyers returned? Well, definitely if you're in Shanghai or in Hangzhou or Suzhou, Shenzhen, we still have a supply and demand story. We have the good schools, the good hospitals, uh, and the good job markets in those areas. And uh, just a supply and demand story, uh, but there are plenty of other parts of the country that are overbuilt, 
uh, where sentiment is weaker and there's less reason to think uh, we can see appreciation. And in those areas, it's definitely going to be a larger challenge to, to stabilize uh, growth. Uh, you know, at the luxury side, at the high end of the market, of course, you have a different dynamic uh, for the middle class, uh, definitely more challenging. Lance, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Lance Noble, head of China Reality Research at CLSA, commenting on the outlook for China's economy. It's 7.59 a.m. We're going to head into the 8 a.m. news bulletin. And after that, on The Breakfast Grill, I'll be speaking to Professor Ilian Mihov, Dean of INSEAD, the International Business School. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.